Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Rock flag and eagle. All right, welcome everybody back to another edition of Chairgate, and I'm your host Rattlesnake coming at you live once again. From Austin, Texas, this is your NASCAR podcast for Belly Up Sports. And this week we're going to change things up a little bit. Over here at Belly Up Sports, we, uh, well at least the racing team, we started a YouTube channel called Burnt Rubber Racing Network. Go check it out on YouTube. Um, All of us content uh, creators for the Belly Up Racing team really wanted to, you know, kind of start creating our own YouTube video. Some of us want to start streaming playing NASCAR Heat, um, you know, some of us just want to, like, use it as a as another platform to talk, kind of like, uh, you know, my podcast, but on a visual aspect. So what I'm going to do this week is I am having on one of my favorite guests to have on. Uh, you all know him. Uh, his name is Rusty Walrus. I've had him on before. He's the nicest, most positive NASCAR content creator I've ever talked to. He's a lot of fun to talk to. Always a cool guy. Always coming up with something new. So uh, he's been killing the YouTube game. He's been an up-and-comer, and I feel like he's been crushing it because he's always coming out with new content, something new that going on. So I really like his style. I like what he's doing. So I'm going to get him on um, on the YouTube channel. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to put the audio version on the second half of this podcast so it's going to be like a normal interview that i do with all the you know all the time in these episodes but if you want to check out the visual uh version of it you can go to youtube to burnt rubber racing network so now you get to see my beautiful face uh that goes along with my beautiful voice so in the first half of this episode what i did was i went on twitter at Chairgaten, and I just asked people like, hey, what should I talk about? Throw out anything. Anything, and I'll talk about it. I don't care. 
Um, got a few responses back. Got quite a few responses back, so I'm going to just read through them. And this is kind of a way that I think it should entice you if you don't follow me on Twitter yet. To go follow me on Twitter because I'll do things like this. Um, I'll do t-shirt giveaways a lot. So I'm just giving out free shit. Like, there's no reason not to follow me to at least get free shit. Not to mention, uh, I'm, I'm the you know funniest, smartest guy that you've ever heard. So just imagine me on Twitter. It's even better. Um, so, like I said, uh, I'm going to go through these things that people just want me to talk about. Uh, I went to the, the, um, the race at Texas Motor Speedway uh, last weekend with my wife. And I'm going to talk about my entire experience at that because I got a lot to say. I'm going to talk about that more, though, with Rusty. We're going to talk NASCAR. First half, I'm just going to start reading off these um, these comments just one by one down the row of who commented first. And, yeah, let's start with Jacob. Uh, he was a contributor at Belly Up Racing previously. Uh, and it's at Jacob RE 1996. He said chicken sandwich hype, <laughs> and I, I know because he's been asking me to talk about these this chicken sandwich thing uh, quite a bit, and I do want to. But uh, I, I previously tried, and Popeyes was out of chicken sandwiches, and I just thought it was the most absurd thing ever because they were hyping up their chicken sandwich. That's the only reason. People are hyping up chicken sandwiches right now. It's because Popeyes has been hyping up their chicken sandwich. You know, coming straight at Chick-fil-A. Um, and so, you know, they've been hyping it up. I go in there and they don't have any chicken sandwiches. So now, apparently they have chicken sandwiches again. And everybody's talking about it again. Um, I don't know why. I refuse to go eat their damn chicken sandwich. I'm going to be honest. I don't want to support that. The fact that they hyped up a chicken sandwich, just took it. It's all just a big fat marketing ploy, and I think it's bullshit. Sell me a fucking chicken sandwich. If it's a good chicken sandwich, they'll come back and get it again. So last time I tried to do this, they said no, and guess what? There was a KFC right next door, and they had the Nashville hot chicken sandwich there. So I, I said, you know what? Screw this. I'm giving a fat shout out to KFC for actually having chicken at a you know chicken sandwich. So that one was pretty good. Um, obviously I'm a diehard Chick-fil-A fan. Everybody is. I don't know who doesn't love Chick-fil-A. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to try this Popeye's chicken sandwich, at least not for a while, because I'm not going to fall into this whole marketing ploy, this bullshit about trying to get us hyped up for something. I'm not going to do it. So instead I'll wait a little while. Um, I can tell you right now, I love Chick-fil-A's chicken sandwich. That's obviously, you know, number one in my heart, but if you live in like let's say like the southeast like jacob i'm i'm sure i don't i don't know you're in georgia i think i'm sure there's a bojangles around you so it's like why even care about popeyes popeyes is such a it's like popeyes is beneath kfc and i know a lot of people are going to be pissed at me for saying that but kfc honestly has always been better than popeyes in my opinion popeyes is a good place it's just it's not for me um so the fact that people even care about a chicken sandwich at popeyes just kind of blows my mind. Uh, I would rather go to like Bojangles, and because everybody knows fried chicken sandwich is supposed to be on a biscuit, that's the best way to eat it. So I'd go to Bojangles. Uh, an underrated place though also is Zaxby's. Um, and I know you're thinking like, what are you talking about? That's not chicken sandwich. They have this chicken sandwich there called the Kickin' Chicken Sandwich, 
and it's their um, chicken strips on Texas toast with buffalo sauce, and it's really good. It's like one of the best. I mean, it's the best buffalo chicken buffalo chicken sandwich I've had at a fast food restaurant. So that's kind of a one that I'd throw out there for anybody that wants to try that. Um, yeah, that that's probably it. That's all I'm gonna say about the the chicken sandwich hype. Uh, I don't care. Uh, I don't care about Popeyes, and I'm not gonna fall for this stupid shit. And you know, go start fighting people in the lobby waiting for a chicken sandwich. Uh, moving on. After that insightful segment of chicken sandwiches, moving on to. Um, Ryan Glanzer, uh, at RC Glanzer. I uh, used to work with Ryan. Awesome dude. He's had many podcasts himself. Uh, you know, how to do that.co is is a really cool one that he does. Uh, he's from South Dakota, so we, we got that in common because I used to live there. Uh, his suggestion was he wants to hear me talk about Minnesota starting 8 and 0. And this one I like because I, I got plenty to say about this. Um, first and foremost, I've always been a big fan of P.J. Fleck. I don't want to say always. I mean, that sounds weird. I've been a fan of P.J. Fleck since I knew about him, since he took that head coaching job at Western Michigan, and he really uh, did an incredible job at that program. Uh, You know, Western Michigan's been good before. It's not like they were never good before him, but he just did a really good job there, and he, you know, outperformed what you would expect from somebody from Western Michigan or in the MAC. You know, so he did great things, and he was clearly going to be a great coach. And Minnesota locks down a really good coach, uh, so I think really smart of them. And he just signed that extension, which means he's there, like he's staying. Everybody said that he was going to go to Florida State now that that job's open. Nope, he's staying in Minnesota. And good, good job, Minnesota. I mean, you know, I've lived up in that area, and if I'm a football coach. I would not want to keep that job for very long. You know, number one, there's no recruits up there. So, like, it's already a losing paddle that right when you get there. You're, you're trying to find recruits, and you're in the worst part of the country to find the recruits. Number two, um, you know, like eight months out of the year, it's freezing cold, below freezing. I mean, it's it's absurd. The fact that people can live up there. It's like no one was ever supposed to live there. And people from up there, that's like a thing of pride for them. They're like, yeah, I know no one was supposed to live up here. Like humans aren't supposed to survive in weather this cold. And we do it every single day of our lives. And that's cool. You know, I used to be like that. But um, I just, I wouldn't want to ever live up there again. So I guess my point is, you know... P.J. Flick's a great, great coach, and Minnesota is really smart to be able to lock him down and get that extension signed so he won't jump ship to, you know, a powerhouse, a blue blue blood school like uh, FSU. That being said, they're 5-0 in conference, and that's the Big Ten. That's a really good conference. And they are ranked number 13 in the country. And if that sounds really weird to you, like Minnesota being this, you know, they, they've been good before you're in there. You get a little, but no, uh, Minnesota's never started a season out 8-0 and since, what was it, 1942, I think, before Pearl Harbor. I mean, <laughs> this is not normal. So I'm really, 
I'm really excited for them. I think that's great. I love when a, a team in a conference like the Big Ten or the SEC or the ACC can kind of start coming up and competing and making the conference a lot more fun and enjoyable to watch. That being said, you know, uh, you break down, let me just break down uh, who they played. Let's break down their schedule real quick. Um, they started the year out, and I think they always start the year out like this. I might be mistaken, but um, again, South Dakota State or the real SDSU. Go Jackrabbits, baby. They started out against South Dakota State, and they won by seven points. 28 to 21. Now, South Dakota State is a very good football team for being in the FCS. They're one of the best FCS schools. But Minnesota's in the Big Ten. They're currently ranked 13 in the country. And they beat South Dakota State by seven points. All right. So that's week one, right? We'll give them a pass for that one. Now, week two, they beat Fresno State. In overtime, by three points. 38-35. Or, sorry, double overtime. 38-35, double overtime against Fresno State. Once again, a pretty good school. You know, they're competitive. They're 4-4. Four and four. Uh, You know, their losses are to what USC. Um, who else have they lost to? Oh, Air Force. They lost to Colorado State and Minnesota. So, you know... The, like, Fresno State's a good enough school. It's fine. I, you know, I, I won't fault you. But double overtime, three points, that's a little tough for me. Um, and this is where it gets really bad. Okay? Week three, they beat Georgia Southern 35-32. to 32. They beat Georgia Southern by three points. And once again, Georgia Southern isn't the worst school. You know, there there's worse schools out there. But for reference, you know, LSU, who is potentially going to play for the national championship this year, uh, they lost to LSU week one, 55-3. Okay, 55-3 to LSU. They lost to Minnesota 35-2, or 35-32, by th- the three-point difference. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, they take uh, worse losses in their own conference than that. Uh, so then we start uh, playing some Big Ten opponents, which is, is great because that's what you want to do, you know, prove yourself against your own conference. So they start out with Purdue, who managed to lose to TCU this year. And only has two conference wins. So, not not an impressive win, sorry, Purdue. And they beat them by seven points. One touchdown. And then they beat Illinois, um, which is... That one can, is a little bit confusing because Illinois has shown um, that they can be good. You know, for instance, they beat number 16, Wisconsin, by one point. Um, so, they've shown that they can be good. But they also have lost to Nebraska... And Eastern Michigan this year. So once again, um, sorry, I can't you know give you too much credit for the Illinois win, but they finally at least beat a team by quite a bit. It was forty to seventeen. So that's good. I mean, that's beating a, a lesser team at the pace that you should. And then same goes for Nebraska. You know, the next week after that, thirty-four to seven. Uh, Nebraska is obviously a really really bad team, and you beat them badly, and that's what you should do. So. 
you know, no fault there, you know, doing what you got to do. Then, same thing again. They beat Rutgers 42-7. to Really bad team. You beat them badly. Next again, Maryland 52-10. to Bad team. You beat them badly. But looking at the schedule, you know, they haven't had, like, one difficult matchup. Um, all of their pre-conference games were with you know, lesser uh, teams from lesser uh, conferences or programs. You know, they didn't face anybody from another P5, uh, which is fine, but, you know, that that's not that shouldn't help you with your strength of schedule and being ranked. So, not to mention, I mean, they had to go double overtime. You know, they're only winning by a couple points by these way lesser programs. And then you start out, you know the first half of the conference play, or over first half of the conference play, and you're playing all the worst teams in the conference in a row. Now, this weekend, they're playing Penn State. And I think, I got to look at the spread here, but I, I, <laughs> I don't care what it is. I'm putting everything I have on Penn State. I mean, it's I think Penn State is a legit team. Um, and no offense to Minnesota, but they are not that good to, um, you know, be undefeated. They shouldn't be an undefeated team. They've gotten by on a really weak schedule so far. Um, That's not saying they're not a good team. I'm sure that they can be, you know, decent. But, yeah, they've they've never been tested by um, not only a good team, but just a team that's even, you know, to their level. Uh, and, And I think Penn State's way past them. You know, I think the next week after that will even be a good test for them. Iowa, I could see them losing to Iowa. Uh, so that could be two weeks in a row that they take a loss. Northwestern, uh, they should be. Uh, I, I mean, I, I think they're, they're better than Northwestern. Um, but then, you know, wrap up the season against Wisconsin. I don't even know what to think of Wisconsin anymore. But that could also be a loss. So they could end the season, you know, with three losses, which is still a really great season. But when you only have five games left in the season and you take three losses of those five, I mean, I, I don't know. You know, nothing against Minnesota. Like I said, I love P.J. Fleck. I think he's going to do a really good job there. But I think this is the biggest frauds that's ranked right now. Um, I understand having to rank them. They're undefeated. There's not really anything you can do about it. Um, I, I just... I think they're going to get dominated by Penn State, and it, you know they're kind of similar to Baylor in uh, in that sense. And you know, to be fair to Baylor, I think Baylor's a much better team than Minnesota. I, I think Baylor has you know dominated the opponents that they're supposed to. They haven't had these double overtimes against Conference USA teams or Sun Belt teams. You know, um, they're beating the teams they're supposed to. They do have some close losses that. You know, make me a little concerned, like West Virginia, for instance. That was a weird one. Um, but Texas Tech is a pretty good team, and they beat them. You know, Oklahoma State's shown some some things here and there. They're, and, you know, they're about to play TCU, and that's kind of technically considered a rivalry, only because the Big 12 has kind of forced that upon people. Um, so they, they should dominate that game. Um, but they're also undefeated, kind of like... Minnesota and and they also this is Matt Rule's what second season there, uh, done an incredible job. I love Matt Rule as well. He was a great coach at Temple. Uh, I've been following him because we used to play him. You know when I'm a Houston fan, so when I was in college, uh, we would play against Temple. 
And he's a great coach, great guy. Uh, he's doing great things at Baylor. I have a whole different opinion about Baylor, but I'm going to keep that separate from my opinion about Matt Rule. Nevertheless, they um, Baylor is a decent team, but to be undefeated, they're not as good as they appear just when you look at their record. Um, Baylor will definitely lose to Oklahoma. They should lose to Texas, but I don't ever guess Texas games anymore. I mean, <laughs> like, look at Kansas and TCU. Like, I don't, I, I just don't understand Texas. Uh, that's a classic Tom Herman move to under prepare for um, games that aren't important, like Kansas and TCU. That's what he does. So they'll probably beat Baylor um, just because he'll probably properly prepare for it. Uh, but that's that's how Tom Herman is. I If you've been listening to this podcast long enough, you know my opinion on Tom Herman, and I'm not going to go into that right now. Instead, I'm going to move on. Hope, um, Ryan, I hope you enjoyed that. Probably not, because you probably wanted to hear me hype up Minnesota, but that's my honest opinion. So I'm going to move on to the next one. i got just two more left here to talk about. Uh, Jake on Twitter said ribs. And this is at jbaskinger41. Uh, Jake Baskinger wants... I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that right. Sorry, Jake. But uh, he wants me to talk about ribs. I'm going to assume he's talking about the barbecue. (laughs) Uh, So I'm going to talk a little bit about barbecue ribs real quick. And uh, maybe that's because I think my most famous episode ever was the one where I just went on a rant about barbecue. People loved it, which is great. I love to hear that because I love barbecue. It's one of my passions. Um, ribs. Yeah, ribs are incredible. Uh, one done right, they are one of the best um, forms of barbecue that you can possibly enjoy, if not the best, if it's properly done. In my opinion, ribs are the you know tenderloin or the Kobe beef of the barbecue world. You know, because it's like a steak, uh, but for barbecue, it's incredible. Uh, and and I, I think I've mentioned in an episode before. Uh, the best ribs I think I've ever had was Snow's, or Snow's Barbecue in Lexington, Texas, in the middle of nowhere. It's they were so good. I'll never forget those ribs. Um, you know, no sauce at all. That's a really good rib when you don't need sauce, because it tastes like a steak. So I love ribs. Huge fan. Um, I also think they are one of the most I don't want to say overhyped, but I feel like people, you know, are kind of like, oh, ribs, that's a difficult, like, that's a, you know, a hard thing to barbecue. That's difficult. And I just, I don't agree with that. I think I've made ribs in my oven (laughs) that I bought from the grocery store that taste good. Um, I think ribs are, you know, easier to make than people make it out to seem, um, You know, I feel like people are just like, oh, yeah, the easiest barbecue is, like, uh, pulled pork, which I totally disagree with. Uh, Granted, there are some really difficult styles. Like, brisket can be very difficult. Um, Pork butt can be difficult. Even chicken can be very difficult. Barbecued chicken. Uh, Ribs are not one of those, in my opinion. I think ribs are easier to barbecue than people uh, make it seem. However, having incredible ribs, it's kind of like steak. You can taste when you have an incredible rib. And so having the opportunity to eat a rib that's incredible uh, will change everything. And you'll be like, okay, it's hard to go back. You can still enjoy ribs, but 
you, you just know when you've had an incredible rib and when you just have ribs. I can go anywhere and order ribs and they'll be just fine. I guarantee I can go to Chili's and get some of their baby back ribs and they'll taste good and I'll enjoy them. Um, because I just don't think they're as difficult or as hard as people make them seem. You know, they're kind of on, on the more expensive side of for barbecue. So, yeah, it's like a little overhyped there, I think, about ribs. But, that being said, um, I, I, I think the ribs at Snow's still to this day holds the spot for best barbecue I've ever had in my life. Um, and that's ribs. So, you know, it kind of goes both ways for me. Um, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. That's pretty much all I got to say about ribs. Um, Jake, hope that was enough for you, buddy. Uh, and tweet me if you got something to say about ribs. I'd be interested to hear your take on ribs. Last but not least, Mark from Belly Up, at Belly Up Riley. And he's only asking me this because I was just on the show uh, Sound Off. That's a YouTube uh, kind of vlog or video podcast, whatever you call them, uh, with just people from belly up sports and you can hop on like each week i hop on every occasionally so i was on it this week with mark uh we had a lot of fun and i went on a rant about rugby so of course you must to hear me i guess rant about rugby once again here's my thing about rugby i tried to watch it i gave it a shot uh people love rugby and so yeah it was like 2 a.m or something and i saw that the uh the World Cup Championship or World Cup or whatever they call it in rugby was on, um, and it was South Africa versus England. So I was like, all right, if there's ever a time that I'm going to get into rugby, here it is right now. Like, uh, this is it. Um, if I'm going to ever enjoy this sport, it's going to be watching the best of the best in the entire world play against each other. So let me give it a chance. I watched all 80 minutes, and by the way, rugby's 80 minutes. I watched all 80 minutes of this sport. And I still have no fucking earthly idea what I watched. I don't understand rugby. It makes no sense to me. Um, I don't know if I would ever even become a big fan of it. Maybe. It seemed like interesting enough. Those guys were really physical, like which was cool. You know, um, it just makes no sense. It makes the sport makes no sense. I I don't know. I feel like if I sat somebody down and you know put on. Okay, maybe baseball would be difficult, but like if I put on at least basketball, anybody would understand right away. They, they after, at the end of the watching a full game of basketball, they would be like, "Okay, I get this." Um, football, I feel like you could pick up fairly easily. Maybe not. I don't. I think you could pick it up pretty easily. But rugby, I had no idea what was going on. Why were they pushing each other? Why they? Why do they have to throw it backwards? And why do they? And my biggest gripe with with this is like. How come nobody jukes or, like, stiff arms or anything? Like, is, the, is that against the rules? Because the guy running with the ball, he's just, like, running full speed down the field, you know, trying to score however the fuck they score. I still don't really understand it. Um, anyway, he's trying to score, and a defender, I don't know if that's what you call him, was, was coming up on him. And this is what happens every time. They would just, like, kind of put their shoulder down and lay into the guy. And just go to the ground every time. And then they would have to hike the ball back behind them to somebody else back there. And that just slows the whole game down because now everybody else catches up. And I'm just confused. Are you not allowed to, like, spin or, like, juke or, like, stiff arm? 
I don't know. I, I just made no sense to me. I'm like, okay, the defender's running at you. He's going to try to tackle you. Why don't you just stiff arm him? Put your fucking hand in his face. Like, why are you putting your shoulder down every time? It's like the opposite of football, right? That's what I complain about with, uh, like, running backs in football, that they try to do spin moves too much. Anyway, that's my rant about rugby. Um, I gave, when I was at Texas Motor Speedway this weekend, I was hanging out with an Australian. And we were partying there and, you know, having a good time. And I asked him his opinion about rugby because I just said, like, dude, I tried to watch it. I couldn't get into it. And he was like, honestly, I don't care about rugby. He was all about Aussie rules football. So um, he convinced me to give that a chance. So there you go. That's my rant about rugby. Hope everybody enjoyed this little uh, segment uh, and everybody that asked their question. Hope I fulfilled what you were looking for. Obviously, I did because I'm the smartest person you know. That's why you had to tweet me. Uh, and I hope you enjoy the second half of the podcast episode. And once again, if you want to see the visual uh, side of this, just you can stop it here and go over to YouTube to Burnt Rubber Racing Network and watch it uh, on like a visual platform with uh, me and Rusty Walrus where we have a great time. You're going to enjoy it. Uh, yeah, let's get right into it. All right, welcome back on to the show. Uh, now a reoccurring guest, Rusty Walrus. Welcome back. Hey, thanks for having me, man. Yeah, I had to have you back because, you know, we started this YouTube channel. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Woo, hold up. Just got a new sale. Order fulfilled and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Oh, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. And we're trying to get it off the ground. And I was like, what better guy to contact? I contacted you, Eric, and James. So I'm trying to set it up with mm. you all three. Because I'm like, those are my boys. They do YouTube. You've been crushing it lately. You keep uploading all this great content. Uh, how's that been going for you? I've been having a lot of fun doing uh, live streams lately. Like I still like do, doing the race reactions. Uh, that's kind of fun to kind of do like an extended post-race reaction, especially when you get drama from like Martinsville or something. But just the live stream, just hanging out with the chat, hanging out with like people like you on like the uh, and Discord, just talking while you're playing either NASCAR Heat 4 or whatever it is. I just have an absolute blast with it just as uh, your creativity kind of runs wild as you kind of 
put on a little bit of a show for uh, the community out there. I, I'm enjoying myself so far. Yeah, that's what uh, one of the guys on this team, he wants to start doing on this channel. Um, and I, I don't know anything about video. So I'm just letting people direct me. But I don't even edit this stuff. So I should just do something like that because like, I'm too lazy to even edit this. So that whatever we say is going on, just so you know. Yep. I know you're used to live streaming, so you should uh, enjoy this. Um, well, thanks for coming on. Uh, I know I we're really just going to talk about like two things. One, I want to bitch about my experience at Texas. <laughs> so you're going to sit here and listen That's to fine. me. That's fine. Right? I've been to Texas, so I might know what you're talking about. <laughs> and then two, we're just going to talk about what's going on right now in the playoffs. Okay. Who's getting in um, and what we think is going to happen. Maybe some predictions, stuff like that. Let's so, okay. What was, you said you've been to Texas before. What was your experience like when you went to Texas? The first couple times I went to Texas, uh, we made it well first before we even got there. We made a little pit stop at Bucky's across the street. We got a bunch of beef jerky, some right. of those sandwiches. We stopped at Bucky's, made a little pit stop. Then we tailgate a little bit too, uh, depending on who was with us. Uh, but the, the facility itself, I mean, it's, it is, it could use a little bit of renovating, uh, from, from my feel from it. But, um, the, but when we actually got the pit passes, I should say the, uh, the fan walk experience, I'm blanking on what they call it, kind of the cold pass equivalent. When I did that last November, that transcended the whole deal for me. Instead of just kind of showing up, sitting in the stands, watching the race, Texas, they actually lined the cars up on pit road. So even with a cold pass, you can get pretty close to the cars and actually walk on the track. And I think that that kind of transcends a, a fan experience because once you, I don't know, I don't know about you, but the first time you step foot on any type of track banking is you just feel the electricity. And uh, yeah. Texas was the first place I actually, I got to do that. So uh, I'll always remember that. But I think, so if you're going to Texas, I would say get some type of cold pass, hot pass, fan walk access to be on the track and near the, near the cars. So here's my take on what I think I want to start doing because I've been getting hot passes lately okay. and I definitely appreciate the hot pass. Like I know not everybody can get a hot pass and it's a lot of fun to, you know, do all the things before the race. Yep. Um, and I guess here's my issue. All right. So attendance was miserable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> could not tell on the television and everybody was bitching about it. And I was like, okay, here's a problem right here that I'm having. Uh, I'm there with a hot pass. You know, it's always a hassle because you got to like go like two miles away from the track just to some little office to pick up credentials. I don't know why they don't just have it set up <laughs> where you pick up normal tickets, but that's besides the point. So I do that park over there. They're like, oh, you can just wait here. Me, I'm with my wife. It's our anniversary, our first anniversary. And they're like, you can just wait here. The uh, the golf carts will come around and take you um, to the track. We wait for like 20 minutes. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's winter time. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. 
Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. And I just turn and I'm like, what's going on? Like, and they were like, yeah, you probably should just walk. <laughs> I'm like, well, then why didn't you tell me that to begin with? So then we walk like the mile and a half all the way around the track just to get to where we're supposed to go in. Or at least where we think so, because we see a tunnel and it says no pedestrians. And I'm yeah, like, well, yeah. we can't go that way. So we yeah. have to just go through the gate. We try to go through the gate and they stop us and they're like, whoa, you don't have a ticket. I'm like, I got a hot pass, man. Let me in. Yep, and they're yep. like, nope, you don't have a ticket. You got to go to the tunnel. And I'm like, it said no pedestrians. Like, <laughs> I don't know what you want me to do. So they finally let me in after I argued with them forever. They let me in. I had to walk all the way back, you know, in inside the stadium, uh, across the track, like you said, and then down into the infield. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we had a couple hours before the race. So it was fun walking around and taking pictures and talking to people. Uh, I met up with James there. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah. Um, I want to believe. Yeah. Yep. And so, you know, that was a lot of fun. And then the uh, then the race started <laughs> and my wife wanted to get some food. So we left and went to that Torchies in the middle. Oh, yeah, in the center of the track. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 And it was great. Fully enjoyed it. You know, they have the huge fucking TV. What they say, the biggest screen in the world or something. Yep. Yeah. Supposedly. <laughs> I mean, it's giant. So we're sitting like on the tables outside watching the race eating tacos i'm like man this is pretty nice but i want to get back over to the pits yeah and yeah. i know you can't drink beer on pit road like i totally understand that they don't want yep. like drunk people on there yep but i have a cooler with me so yep. you know it has a bunch of stuff in it but there are beers in there because i was drinking before the race too yep. and so they won't let me in with my cooler yeah and i'm like I'm like, okay, like, I get that you don't want me drinking, but, like, if you see me crack open a beer, like, kick me out, that's fine. But, like, I, I like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I have a bag here, yeah. I, you know. And so, essentially, I had to go back to Torchies. Yep. And just to crush all my beers. Just to finish. <laughs> so, before the Torchies, I was like, well, let me go to the grandstands and just kick my feet up so I got a good, you know, view. It's empty up there. Yeah, and I'll just yeah. finish the beers and then come back under the tunnel. Yep. afterwards and they wouldn't let me do that yeah. and they were like no you have to have a, a, pa- a separate pass and i'm like Ooh. why i have a hot pass like why <laughs> and then he was like well it doesn't count for up there and i'm like why does it not count for up there it's a hot pass it should just let me go wherever i want and on top of that it's empty yeah there's yep. nobody up there like yep. i don't think i'm gonna be taking anybody's seat man yeah yeah and yeah i just got, kept getting told no everywhere i went they kept telling me oh you can't go in here you got to go in there Oh, not here, there. It was it's just honestly, it was just really frustrating. Yeah, yeah. I've uh, I've experienced some of that at, at a handful of tracks. The big thing is like I think there's a, just a massive gap in communication. I mean, the facility itself is huge. I mean, it's a mile and a half right. track, and to walk, I feel like to walk around the whole thing, it takes like I feel like three miles. But like the the credentials thing is like NASCAR. Then you get to the gate, it's like it's like uh, it feels like it's volunteer only staff, which for the most part are generally amazing people, but they don't know the. Uh, kind of like the the ins and outs of hot passes cold passes though how to get into the track most of them don't i i've i've personally experienced that and it's super frustrating so even even when you have like a map that says the fans are supposed to go like if you have a hot pass you're supposed to go this way it's not always uh the right way uh for whatever reason and especially once you actually get to the inside of the part of the track things kind of change depending on the security guards depending on who's like it just everybody kind of operates at their own 
It's just it's just inconsistent at some and, tracks. Well, and so everybody's like, man, why is NASCAR attendance so down? And I'm like, well, I can tell you right now from a guy that has a hot pass and I'm not having a good experience with this. <laughs> like, maybe that's a reason. Like, honestly, maybe nobody has to want to walk three miles to get told they, they're at the wrong entrance. You know, like, it's just frustrating. That's a good point because I've been I, I don't think I've ever seen a golf cart or like a tram service at Texas Motor Speedway, but I've never actually like they have uh, them. They have those joy rides that you pay okay. for. Okay. Um, but they're always filled up. Like you, you can't ever find one because everyone's that's, taking. There's not enough of them. That's kind of unusual. That you have to pay for them because uh, at Bristol, uh, they have golf carts, trams. You just ho- literally hop in line and literally like they're they're a lifesaver and they're all free. And it's like that. That was probably my favorite thing about Bristol was just maybe they're just service. trying to get me to pay. I don't know. <laughs> at Kansas, you definitely paid. Oh, okay. At Kansas. At Kansas, it was like private companies that oh, were like okay. running. But here's the thing: at Kansas, I could find a ride, no problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was they let in like private people, I think. So okay. you would just like do this, and somebody would pull up, and they're like, "Hey, five bucks, I can take you around the track." And I'm like, "Okay, no problem." I've never had an issue at Kansas, um, and I don't know. It was just frustrating. I'm like, I, "What other sporting event do I go to and have to deal with all that?" Well, None. On the flip side, any, uh, I mean, it's not like you're going to, I don't know how you get a hot pass at a football game or, uh, guess, or court side, you could sit on the benches. I don't right. know. Uh, NASCAR, it, there's just a, it, it's like a, like they say, it's a traveling circus. There's a million people and they got to make sure your average, like I say, like I'm an idiot. Like, why, why, like, it's always just, it makes me laugh when I'm like on pit road, like before the race, uh, near, like you can touch a car. I should not be allowed to like literally touch a car. Not, I've never done it. But I, I'm shocked they they let fans get within arm's reach of like a especially a playoff contending championship car. That always uh, shocks yeah. me. So I, I get when they're kind of over uh, I don't want to say overreacting when they're trying to enforce their policies uh, above and beyond. I mean I can understand that just right there on pit road, and that's why I said like <laughs> I understand about the drinking thing. Yeah, but yeah. like just let me go where, where I want to go <laughs> with my hot pass. You know what I mean? Like they usually do. They usually do. I don't know. Yeah. And it's just frustrating. It's like I have a hot and so that's why I was saying, honestly, next time I might just do a cold pass. Well, when I had a cold pass at Kansas, they treated me like I had a hot pass. So it uh, <laughs> just maybe it's just depends I had on where a, I had a cold pass at Kansas and I hung out down there longer than I was supposed to because nobody yeah. noticed. Yeah, exactly. And because yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. by myself. And then when I was ready like to go, I bought, you know, a separate ticket for the grandstand knowing i had to so it just worked out nice when i was ready to you know go drink my beers and just watch the race i just said all right thanks and like went to my seat it was that simple and um i snuck over to those like fancy seats with the tables in front of them yep same yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) so i i fully enjoyed my every experience i have every year at kansas i love kansas Um, i've never done yeah right it really is people i understand they don't like the racing there but yeah. I'm like, if you want to enjoy a race, honestly, like Kansas knows how to do it. And and, and it's and it's not a track in the middle of nowhere. It's like the whole development yes. area around Kansas right? is the greatest place. And like... you can stay at a hotel and like walk to the yeah. track. You know? You're yeah. like right there. Yep. For, for instance, I was staying at the closest hotel at uh, Texas Motor Speedway, the Marriott. That's across the street. And mm. it's just too, just slightly too far to walk because it's like on a golf course. So, yep. you know, it's quite yep. a ways off the road. So we get in the car to drive, and there's a, it's a straight shot from the hotel down the road right across the street to the track. And, of course, it's totally blocked off. Yep. So I'm like, this is frustrating. Like, yep. I understand not letting traffic in, but, like, I'm just trying to get out of the hotel. Like, that's yep. kind of frustrating. So I have to, like, go around the back of the hotel, I think around I know the what back you're of that about. outlet mall, yep. and then go back to the highway. Yep. 
It's like, this is causing more traffic. That yeah, makes yeah. no sense. <laughs> yeah. Like, who set this up? So, like I said, it was totally frustrating. I've never had such a frustrating experience at a track. I've, I go to Texas every year, uh, mm-hmm. sometimes multiple times a year, and I've never done a hot pass. I've always just gone and watched the races from the grandstands, and it's always been fun. You know, I always yep. have a good time. It's yep. no, like, Talladega or anything, but it's always yeah, good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is the worst. I'm curious what's going to happen with their, with their dates. Uh, it feels like, I know they still get 30, 40,000, whatever it is, 50,000, because they can see 200,000 and it looks like there's nobody there, but I'm, I feel like they need to, uh, you hate to see it, but I feel like they, they almost got to like kind of lose a date for a little bit to, to make, make their one event kind of pop. And I feel like if Eddie Gossage kind of wrapped his mind around to promote one single Texas event, you would get all these fan service things that are five star as, as opposed to spread out over a whole year where it's just kind of like, yeah, a, just running thin. If they focus their efforts on one race, I feel like they could blow the thing on hat and just have an absolute like and have a concert, do a snake pit, do whatever they want. to. Do. I feel like that's the direction Texas Motor Speedway should go for now. I agree. But I also think if they only leave one race in Texas, they need to add a track that's closer to Texas. Like we only have this one race. The next closest track to me is Kansas. And that's, you know, 11 hours away. Talladega is 12 hours away. So it's like, I I agree that I think it would make Texas better, but at the same time as a Texan, I'd be like, yeah, but that's the only race I can, you know, plausibly go to. Like, yeah. You know, people that don't have a NASCAR podcast, they wouldn't do that. Yeah. And there's a billion people that live in Texas too. So I get why they should have more races there. I, I totally understand. And I don't mind, like, it doesn't all have to be Dallas. Why don't we do something in like Louisiana, Arkansas, you know, like a closer yeah. on this side, I'd be okay. Oh, with there's that. a track down in Austin that got people talking this past week. I don't want to see, I don't want to <laughs> see races there, man. I feel like they I got think a it short be, or something. I think, like they got I think co- racing would be so bad at Coda. I agree. I agree. And I totally people are agree. like, what do you mean? Well, you've never seen stock car racing on it. I'm like, I can look at the track and tell. I, <laughs> if they re, if they reconfigured it some way, I don't know. I think the track is not meant for stock cars. It's not. They built it for F1. You know, Indy is going there now. That's great. That's what it's built for. That's what it should be used for. Um, I just don't want to see stock. I'd rather see more short tracks like every other yep. NASCAR fan. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Like, sure, the road course is cool, but, like, why can't we just get some old school short tracks? Yep. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm. I didn't want to dedicate this podcast to track expansion because I can talk for <laughs> about that. Yeah, we all. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but on top of that, just to finish up the Texas Motor Speedway thing, another example. I was hanging out with a guy from Australia. He's a big NASCAR fan, yes. and he comes every year to go to a couple races in America, and he does those VIP um, pass things. They're like two thousand dollars. That you get the hotel paid for. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, yeah, you yeah. get you get to stay up in the box. You get to go down yep. on paid if you want. You can go wherever you want. Yep. You know his pass would. So he does that at like all these tracks. He just did it at Kansas, and he loved it. And he was like, "That's why I did it again at Texas." And he was like, "This is the worst experience <laughs> at Texas." He's like, "Waste of money." Yeah, he said it was terrible. He was like, "I was sitting like behind a pillar. I couldn't even see half the track." Oh I yeah, I know. Squished in between people. Yep. And. So I was like, damn, you spent $2,000 on that. You, so. you kind of live and you learn with some of that stuff, unfortunately. I, I think Texas has a lot of low-hanging fruit to uh, improve the fan experience. I really do. Yep. So I hate Texas Hunter Speedway. <laughs> um, <laughs> they need to make it better. And I got some cool stuff there. I got some posters. Got I see that, that, that Dale Sr. went, they have blasted. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I got 
uh, Davy Allison and a Rusty Wallace. And, Davy Allison looks pretty sweet. I love dude, that car. I know it's awesome. And who doesn't love Davy Allison? <laughs> dude, I saw it awesome. and I was like, and she's like, and my wife is like, who's that? And I was like, <laughs> super rad NASCAR driver. Yeah. Um, and I got my throwback koozie. Yeah, Dang. yep. Yeah, the, the Daniel Hemrick number eight. Oh baby, instant throwback. I, I did. Th- I did that with uh, uh, some furniture road gear when uh, Martin Truex won the champ. Well, like it was after last year, Smart. and I was like, I feel like the '78 car. It's going to go down iconic, kind of like the old Kowicki uh, car. So I just felt like it's going to be legendary in like tw- 10, 20 years. Yeah. Well, that one actually is legendary. This one's more of like a meme. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, no, I'm not wearing mine. I have a RCR shirt with like Hemrick. Yeah, yeah, and then. And- Thought I was wearing that one. Uh, okay, I guess we can wrap it up by talking another twenty minutes about yeah. um, the playoff races and who's getting in, who's not, or at least who we think. Um, so I'll let you start out because I know you have everything in your head. You have like the points down to the number, like Rain Man. Yeah, so basically, there's two drivers ahead of the cutoff line. It's Kyle Busch and Joey Logano because Kevin Harvick and uh, Martin Truex already locked in. So two guys are locked in, two of the big three that have been basically there the last handful of years. They're already in, and now we're kind of looking to see who's who's going to fill those remaining two spots. Kyle Busch, your regular season champion, he's been the man. He's been in kind of like a weird kind of uh, just the performance. It's just inconsistent. There seems to be a lot of distractions. He seems to, uh, his posters, interviews, are weird. something's going on with the 18 team. They still are running top five-ish. Uh, so I'm interested to see what he's got going on. But Joey Logano, his performance hasn't been championship quality or uh, he hasn't been quite putting together the playoffs this year. Uh, and then the other guys we're looking at below, the, the, uh, the they're 20 points below. It's uh, Ryan Blaney, uh, Kyle Larson, and Denny Hamlin. And I, I think all of us are looking right at Denny Hamlin like, dude. You were supposed to be the. Ch- you were supposed to be in Miami. You're a championship favorite for for all the right reasons. I've never seen Denny Hamlin that, like this good in his career. You could argue about t- uh, 2010, but I think that this this year's Denny's year. Uh, but uh, he's really going to have to see uh, what happens after stage one this weekend, and then maybe he might have to win the race. And then kind of below that is Chase Elliott, kind of the guy. This is uh, we could talk about Chase Elliott. I feel like for for an hour here, but he has to win this Sunday. Uh, that's his only chance of getting to get into Miami. And I feel like he has a really, really, uh, I, I think I, cause he's been really good at these road courses. He's, uh, when he crashed at the Roval, he came all the way through the pack. So he's like, he's kind of got, he's knocked off this like choking, whatever, whatever he used to do late in races that's gone now. And he closes races. And I'm really, I'm really feeling like chase. This could be one of those races. You look back at chase that like, man, this is when he like officially arrived as he asked, goes to homestead but what do you think about it yeah i mean i think that's a good assessment i i saw something on twitter that was talking about how like i know chase is the lowest in the points but for some reason i feel like he's driving like he's better than everybody else i, I agree i agree and i was like that's actually pretty good he, like he doesn't feel like he's in last right now i agree it's weird it's like you kind of expect him to be in the playoffs already so that'll be interesting um and Denny Hamlin, like you said, it just blows my mind that he's not already locked in. Yeah, just yep. based on this whole season, you yep. feel like he's already yep. there in Miami. Like, screw everything else. He's there ready for the championship. Yep. I have uh, him right up there with Truex. Like, it is my one and two guys that are yeah. championship. Yep. They have to be. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a really good point also with Truex. Uh, the difference is Truex is there. <laughs> um, 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It, I mean, I was saying this before we started recording, but it's very similar to last year with Kevin Harvick and Kyle Busch, neither winning. Joey Logano, I mean, we still got to look it up, but I mean, I don't remember more than two wins from Joey Logano last year. Dude yeah. won the championship. Yeah, um, he won Martinsville, and he, apparently they put all their focus on that Homestead car. Uh, maybe they're doing that this year. I don't know. I don't think so. But Right. I, I mean, I, you can't fault him. That's how the system's set up. He played yep. his cards right. Yep. Um. I would really well, keep overlooking Kyle Larson. Yeah. And I, well, it's sad. What were you saying? Oh, I was going to let you go because I feel like we're in the same mindset here. I feel like we, we've said this the last five years, whatever it's been. All Kyle Larson needs to do is make it to Homestead because he's going to win the championship if he goes to Homestead. I don't care what package, what car. Right. Kyle Larson, I, I think I'm just getting chills thinking about it. He's, if he makes it to Homestead, he's going to put on a show – I, that I, that's you got to buy a ticket to that. That's got to be pay per view TV to see Kyle Larson at Homestead if he's yeah. in contention. Well, and that's the thing too. It's like um, I feel like when when you think you know you just stop and think back to you know throughout the season and then you look at who's left and you're like, wait, Kyle Larson's in there? Yeah, it's kind of like, weird. <laughs> how is he like? Has he done anything this year? Um, but that's I mean that's a like a really good point because you kind of sleep on him, but. Yeah. If yep. he's if if he somehow sneaks his way there yep. in Miami, yep. everyone knows yep. he's gonna win. <laughs> so it's just like holy shit, he like <laughs> snuck his way up all season. We all forgot about him. Uh, we forgot about him for the past three years. Yep, yep. <laughs> the guy's been sneaking the whole time. Uh, Ryan Blaney would be really cool to see. Yeah, uh, just because who saw that coming? Ryan Blaney in the, you know, round of eight. I, I didn't see that coming, at least. Yeah, not many of us, yeah. Uh, and everybody pulls for – it's kind of like – kind of similar to Chase, but, like, nobody hates Ryan Blaney. Yeah, no, you, nobody has anything bad to say about Ryan Blaney. No, everybody likes Ryan Blaney. You're just yeah. like, oh, what do you think about Ryan Blaney? And they're like, oh, he seems really cool. I like him a lot. Um, so that would be cool to see him there. Yep. The good thing about Ryan Blaney is I feel like he's still just – continuing to get better yep and i think this is just the beginning of what we're going to see him in the round of eight more often um and then the you know the championship round of four you know as he progresses so it's not like do or die necessarily in my opinion for ryan ryan blaney this year uh, i agree i agree very talented young driver and obviously the same with chase but i feel yeah. like right now people are like yeah this is chase's time it it feels like the, it there's something about chase out this year i i i got I felt the magic at Kansas, uh, that late race restart when he was reeling in Denny Hamlin. And uh, it looked yeah. like when he, when it felt like he had to win to, to, to advance and it looked like he might've passed, like he was fixing to pass Denny Hamlin. I'm like, this might be a preview for Homestead. This Chase Elliott number nine might be faster than we think. And NASCAR's most popular driver might finally win a championship. And uh, how special would that be for uh, yeah. just the, the mass fan base here? You know, cause they haven't done the awards yet. Right. When do they do those? I think it's like a week after uh, Homestead. Because, you know, it would be really funny is if 
he won the championship and then somebody like Ryan Blaney <laughs> won the most popular. <laughs> I the wish they would release the, I, I swear the votes, like I, we all think Ryan Blaney's up there, but I swear Chase Elliott's just like on a whole nother, you could add up every other driver's votes and uh, Chase I Elliott. I agree because like we said, I, everybody likes Ryan Blaney, but yep. he doesn't have as many like fans. Yep, yep. Like people like him, but they will be fans of another driver. Whereas Chase has like fans, like diehard fans. He's got uh, generations and lineages, the car numbers. He's got everything funneling to be the most popular driver. And yeah. it's cool that he's starting to win now, too. I love it. Right. And that's the thing. I feel like Ryan Blaney is like a year behind Chase, maybe mm -hmm. even two. You know what I mean? Like yep. Chase is already kind of peaking. That's why I think this is the year that we need to see him at least in the championship four. I agree. I agree. Uh, like, yeah, for example, if Ryan Blaine didn't make it, it's like, ah, it was still a solid season. But if a guy yeah. like, like if Denny Hamlin doesn't make it, you're like, that's a disappointment. It, right. I know what the point system is, what it is, but if Denny Hamlin didn't make it, Tom said that's a massive, massive letdown, I think, for that team and, and his fans. And you're like, how much longer is he doing this? That's a good question. I, and, mean, uh, I mean, I think he's doing it for a lot longer. But well, the, but if he doesn't make it on a year like this, it's more like not how much longer is he doing this, how much more opportunities is he going to get? That's the crucial thing. It's like, like you, this is kind of once in a lifetime to have the stars align, have the most dominant car, most dominant team. And you got this new car coming out in two years. Right. Uh, this this is this is Denny Hamlin's time to win. He's at the peak of his career. He has to get to Homestead and win win this year. I I believe it. Yeah. I mean, how old is Denny Hamlin? I, I would have I to think, look it up. But... I think he's 39. I listened to the uh, okay. po Positive Regression podcast. And, th and their theory is based on data. Drivers actually hit their uh, performance peak at age 39. So literally all like all this data is basically saying this is Denny Hamlin's year. Interesting. It's, it's fascinating because when they looked at like Kevin Harvick when he hit 39. Uh, but 39 seems to be the magic, like the magic year for a lot of guys. Because Kevin Harvick's 43 now. Yep, I want to say. And then Kurt's 41. So, yeah, he's right up there. Like, he's yep. close to them. Um, and that's definitely, like, that next class that's going to yep. eventually have to just kind of move out. It's cool to see Kurt do that two-year extension deal. I mean, I agree. he can still keep sponsors, too. Like, the dude is awesome. Yeah, and he, uh, and he won. No, when was the last time the, the one car won? I, I, don't even, I don't even remember. When did Jamie uh, McMurray get his last win? I, it's been forever yeah. so and i remember when uh when he got that ride too yeah i was talking i think i was talking to eric i think we were on the podcast and he was like oh yeah chip ganassi is going to be really good now because kyle larson will have a good teammate yep yep and i kind of said the opposite i was like mm, i was like kurt bush is the better driver i think i guess technically now i i was proven wrong because kyle's still Yep. in the playoffs but i was kind of saying i was like no kurt's gonna take the one above and beyond not just being a good teammate yep um the dude is so underrated but... i agree i i honestly i think as an overall driver i think kurt is better than kyle larson but kyle larson's got that raw speed him though that we that we love <laughs> yeah he's talented man and then yeah when if he makes it to miami like we said that's his track i i since since we're all going I, are you going to homestead next week no 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 i, I if this if if this is the last championship race at Homestead, it, it ah man, what better place for Kyle Larson? I would love to see that in person. Oh, I would love to go. Yeah, I just I went to Texas and I was like, there's no way I can like take off all this work and yeah, travel. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, I would have loved to have gone. And what I'd really like to do is go. Was it next year when they um it's going to be in Vegas? Uh next or year's championship race is ISM. Is ISM? Yeah, but I do uh, I do envision Vegas becoming the championship race in a couple of years. I, yeah, I see where that. did I hear that? Maybe that was on another podcast because it's like 
uh, that would be great. That's a great way to finish up the, the yep. season, you know, and, and in Las Vegas. I was, I would love to do that. Go to Las Vegas. That's a track I want to go to. Yep. So it's a it's a big entertainment destination too. I feel right. like it's good for the media, good for the fans. I yeah, feel like it's, it's destined. mostly it's mostly my wife wants to go to Las Vegas. So I'm like, <laughs> well, let's go when there's a race. Yep. Um, because I mean, she knows what she's married to. I, I'm in the same mindset. If I'm going to yeah. Vegas, there has to be a cup race that we. Oh can. yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's still a few tracks I still need. Did you go to Bristol? Yeah, we, I went to Bristol uh, went for this, the night race, and I the last time I went before that was uh, 2008. So. It was like a 10-year gap between my first Bristol race and my second one. How far is Bristol from Minneapolis? It's like a 16-hour drive. Okay. <laughs> we, uh, I, I drove a Cody H Gaming, uh, Cody Hicken. We stopped uh, on the way there in uh, Louisville and spent the night there. So kind of a little bit past halfway. And then uh, we woke up in the morning, just kind of drove straight to the track. And we're there for uh, to meet everybody that, that kind of late morning, early afternoon period to yeah, watch. Yeah, that uh, whole meetup. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that looked awesome. I was very jealous. Um very, very jealous. And that's one track I, I have not gone to. It's number oh. one on my list of <laughs> tracks to go to. That's, I mean, everybody, I mean, Daytona is phenomenal. Uh, but Bristol, there's some, if you're a race fan, there's something about seeing Bristol up close in person. It's, right. uh, it's electric. The stadium. That's what everybody says. They're like, yep. you haven't been to Bristol. And I'm like, stop it. No, I haven't been to Bristol. <laughs> so maybe I need to actually like plan it out for next yep. season. Yep. Yeah. Um, that meetup looked a lot of fun. What's what's going on with your friend uh, Darian? Ah, uh, Darian. Well, uh, yeah, everybody I mean, on Twitter is going at him, man. Well, I don't want to speak for him, but um, he, we all know Darian. We all love Darian. He's very controversial. He likes to have fun. He likes to crack jokes, and he just kind of likes trolling the community a little bit. He's just, he just likes to have fun, and he and he knows um, kind of the he knows how to play the game. And uh, it caught up to him a little bit this past week or two. I mean, it's been kind of simmering a little bit over the past year. He's made some bold statements, and it finally. Uh, Twitter finally like went at him and, uh, <laughs> yeah, Twitter so, went at it. <laughs> yeah. So even, even behind the scenes a little bit, I, I mean, we've all communicated with Darian and he sent out some apologies tonight, uh, to the, to the whole community, to his, uh, friends and just, uh, us he's close doing to good, him. Though. Oh, he's doing, uh, yeah, we, we all told him we love you. Just keep doing you, uh, just learn from it and grow. It's what it's all about. We all make stupid mistakes and, uh, he's at the end of the day, he knows we're all here to have fun and promote the sport and uh, make it go in a positive direction. And just, yeah. this is a little, this is a little bump, but he's, right. he's, he's going to do great things. I firmly believe he's going to be part of the sport for a long time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I only, um, I only met him that one time when I was on their podcast and he yep. was really nice to me. Yep. A couple people reached out to me and they're like, what's going on with this daring guy? Do you know him? And I was like, <laughs> he's nice to me. I was he, like, I don't know what's hey, going on, man. Hey, behind the scenes, we all know him and we all love him. We know the character. That's the thing. He I is, guess. He's... Yeah. I just met him when the camera was off and he was very nice guy. Yeah. Uh, really he's, enjoyed talking to him. So. He's a great guy. We all, we all literally, we all love him. Okay, cool. Yeah, because I know you're tight with him. All right, what's going on? What are you? Uh, what's plans for your channel? Anything that you want to promote right now to the you know, like five people that are going to watch this on YouTube? <laughs> you know, I I think about that every day. What's what's the next move for me? What's the next move for the channel? Uh, currently, um, I'm really really into live streaming. Like I said, uh, we do we do the post race reviews and reactions. Sometimes talk about the news, but I love going live on uh, YouTube. Recently, we've been over on Twitch the past month or two. Right. But I just love. Like I always say, you press you press the button, you go live. You never know what's going to happen, and uh, you don't know who's going to show up in chat. You don't know who's going to show up like uh, in the Discord and hang out and talk. Every stream is different. Every stream is fun, and they just evolve in these just these strange or organic ways. You have these crazy conversations or moments, and I and just live streaming is just uh, my passion right now. 
Uh, it's just, it's so much fun. Like I always say the press of a button, you can change like with my green screen, I can change my scene and I can be transported <laughs> from like my little media center to California speedway to, uh, anywhere I could go like this. Thing I like the anywhere. green screen though. It reminds me of your Twitter profile. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, so, just, I <laughs> that's just like your look now. Yeah. I just, I'm so fascinated by the creative process and like anything you can imagine with the, with the green screen, you can pretty much do. So that's my current passion. Uh, so I'm trying to see where that takes me. Um, and even and content just, wise. You just live stream by yourself, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, sometimes we have, like, on Discord, we invite, like, for example, Darian might hop in during NASCAR E4, uh, Joey Stone, Sloppy Joe, uh, right. some of the core drivers. Yeah. Like, they'll hop in. Eric's hopped in a couple times. But it's it's just me solo, usually playing NASCAR Heat 4. Uh, but it's just, yeah. So okay, because we're, we're trying to set that up on our channel right yeah. now. We don't know what we're doing. So you might have to invite me into one of these just so yeah. I get a feel for it. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. Uh, especially if you want to know about all the details behind the scenes, how to set things up, I can uh, give you some tips there. Okay, cool. It, it's a blast. I, I, I've kind of helped. Uh, I'm sure you know Michael Maroots. I've kind of given him a little bit of encouragement, yeah. some tips behind the scenes. And now he's like, I believe as soon as he told me he was getting a green screen, I'm like, dude, you're you're going to you're going to blow up. This is the future for you. I can't wait to see what you do. <laughs> and, uh, same for Sloppy Joe helped him a little bit. So uh, I'm, I'm all for people uh, giving it a try and exploring it and uh, just having awesome. fun with it. Because that's what it's all about. It's the most fun thing in the world if you... Uh, it's just your creative itch. It just well, it I mean, I like talking shit about stuff. I talk all the time. Hence <laughs> yep. I have a podcast. Yep. Uh, and I play video games. So yep. I was like, I mean, that sounds like a pretty sweet little gig. It's perfect. Perfect. <laughs> all right. Cool. Awesome. Awesome. Well, everybody go check that out. Um, plugs, social media, YouTube yeah. channels. Well, let's hear it. So you can find me on any social platform uh, at at Rusty underscore walrus so instagram uh twitter i'm really active on twitter i'm there i'm literally like i feel like i'm on twitter 24 7 yep. i've got the youtube channel rusty walrus i've got twitch rusty walrus i've got the tiktok rusty walrus i haven't used it yet but just, you never know okay. if that'll come in we got we got the tiktok uh but pretty much any social media platform at rusty walrus uh and i'm and i'm i'm well connected i get the notifications i see every comment i respond to everything i can uh i possibly can even on the youtube videos i uh, so if you guys want to talk, I'm more than willing to start the conversation yeah. and get, get nicest, it Nicest, most positive guy in the NASCAR YouTube world right now. Well, uh, I, I Just a, a quick plug. I, I listened to this past Dale Jr. download, and he made a quote <laughs> about, like, we should be building towards something. Like, instead of tearing it down, like, does, does this help the health of the overall sport? So I've been thinking about that. Should I be, like, kind of be toxic with my uh, – like as I'm starting to get a little bit of following, should I use that to be toxic or should I use this to kind of build a community and grow this all together as a family? And from, from, I know I'm not growing as fast as other people, but I, I just love this kind of grassroots thing we got going right now with NASCAR. It's the rebirth, the ratings are up and I've met, I met you. I've met a lot of other people through this and uh, just by uh, being positive, supporting one another. So that's, that's what I love doing. Uh, and I'm here to have fun as well. So yeah, yeah I, mean, I think you're going to do great with the positive attitude. That's yeah. going to go above and beyond for everybody. So I got a lot of faith. That's why I'm just trying to ride your coattail right now. I got you on the podcast, and I was like, I'm going to ride this guy's coattail <laughs> all the way to fame. So I'll just be standing behind you while you become famous, and I'll be like, hey, We're all in it together, man. I mean, <laughs> we're all in this together. Like, he, like we still, we Eric Estep, he talks to you like he's got, like he's got five subs, and he's just like a regular guy. Yeah. It's not about the numbers; it's just about talking right. to people. Yeah, and, Eric's uh, incredible. Once I got yeah. to know him, he's been yeah. helping me out a lot. Um, like I said, I just do the podcast thing. So the yep. whole YouTube thing's gonna be new to me. I'm I'm working on it. As as you get engaged, uh, people are more like they all respond. They see every comment too. So as you sh as you get more and more engaged, they'll get you more and more involved. It's it's a lot yeah. of fun. 
And I'm just really uh, excited because I'll probably get like a modeling gig from YouTube just because everyone <laughs> now sees how beautiful I actually am. Yep. They heard my voice and they're like, whoa, <laughs> this guy is incredible. And then they see my face and they're like, all right, well, next time cruise. <laughs> yeah, uh, cut the check. Yeah, get him signed up. <laughs> anyway, thanks for coming on. Yep. Um, it, this has been great. And like I said, I, I want to get on your show somehow yeah, uh, just to keep riding the coattail. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, as we do kind of community events, I reach out to a lot of people, so I'll keep you on top of my head, and then we'll send invites out, man. Thanks uh, thanks for having me. All right. Awesome. Take care, man. It was straight shot, all it took was love to not get caught. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.